Louise McSharry on 2FM. The first death cafe was held in 2011 in London and since then more than 12,000 death cafes have been held with the aim to increase awareness of death with a view to helping people make the most of their infinite lives. Bernie Folan attended the second ever death cafe in John Underwood's house in London many years ago and has been attending and facilitating cafes ever since, including one in Galway since 2019. Uh, Bernie, welcome to the show. Hi, Louise. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I I was fascinated by this concept when I came across it a few weeks ago. Um, But for people who don't know, can you explain the kind of the the thesis behind a death cafe? Yeah, I'll do my best. (laughs) It's quite simple, really. It's, um, as you said, it's... um, a gathering well it's, I'll just tell you how I describe it but yeah. I would quickly just say that deathcafe.com has loads of information if anyone wants to read more mm. so it's a gathering of people um with tea and cake and coffee to who come together to talk about death and um it's normally I'd say my experience between kind of like 7 to 12 people it varies um, some have been much bigger, not not ones I've particularly facilitated, but some that I've attended and they can be split into smaller groups if they're a, a huge group. Um, but it's, yeah, a group of people coming together to talk about anything to do with death. It's not a grief, grief support group or a bereavement support group. And we point that out, all hosts point that out at the beginning. Um, and it's not um, a group with any intention or agenda and that one of the few principles there are is that nobody attending should be trying to persuade others of a particular opinion or driving them towards any kind of way of thinking. So it's a very open group group discussion that's lightly moderated or hosted um, according to those principles. And the people who attend bring the subjects that are discussed. And as long as they're to do with death, they're all okay to talk about. And how did you come to the Death Cafe in the first place? So I, a friend of mine, this is back in London 10 years ago, or over 10 years ago now, um, a friend of mine just pointed out, pointed out something she saw in a newspaper. It was a very small kind of notice. can't remember. I wish I'd kept it. Yeah. I, that said something like, interested in talking about death question mark (laughs) with a phone number and it's funny that I thought a lot about the reason that she pointed it out to me um and she's never attended a death cafe herself and I think she'd she'd say she's somebody who's really frightened of talking about death right she's frightened of thinking about it in terms of her own family like you know her, her loved ones yeah but she I guess I had a reputation, maybe, I'd say, for mm-hmm. wanting to talk about those bigger topics, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the sort of person who's not really interested in talking about, you know, handbags or fashion or... Yeah. Or, um, <laughs> I'm like that. I'm not good at small talk. Like, please, just tell me your life story. Yeah. Like, I want to get exactly. into it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I used to say, not small talk. Big talk? Yeah. Yep. All over that, but not the small talk. So, but not just death, I should I should add. Like, yeah. I lo- I'm very interested in talking about other big things like love and life yeah. and but yeah death is a big thing and it's it's yeah so I went along and I found it fascinating and a little bit nerve I was nervous and mm. I wasn't sure really why I was there and I said that um and John Underwood who sadly is no longer with us um 
he was just a lovely man who, who who was a Buddhist and he was just incredibly welcoming and warm and it was easy to just sit there and listen to others really. I listened more than I spoke. Yeah. And it's fine to just listen too at death cafes. You don't have to come along with a, you know, stuff to talk about. Yeah. Lots of people lots of people don't. They just like kind of listen in and might say one or two things. But yeah, he was just very, very easy and um yeah, so I got kind of hooked, I suppose, and went along again to another and and have, have just, yeah, kept attending. And then I kind of started helping out. And and in Galway, I just, there was one that happened here. Somebody held one once and then it kind of, there wasn't a routine. So I just thought, well, I'll do it then. Yeah. <laughs> God, I have to say, I lived in Galway for a few years and I adore Galway. And it feels like the exact right place for there to be a death <laughs> cafe. <laughs> Am I feeling well, like the yeah. people of Galway would embrace that? And lots of the people that came, I was struck by who were very young. Like mm. they were not. In London, it, the ones I tended to go to, there was a, bit, a larger demographic of old people, older people. Mm. Um, and I'm, I've just turned 50. So I guess I was in for, late 30s, early 40s when I went along. So I felt quite young in, in London yeah. compared to lots of the people that attended. But in Galway, it was lots of students and university students and others. It was a range of ages and yeah. people and stages, but... Yeah, that was interesting to me, actually, and I liked that. And why do you think it's so important to talk about death? Well, and I should, you know, not everybody wants to, and that's fine. Yeah. And it's, you know, these death cafes are there for people that do want to talk about death or feel they might want to talk about death or and that they can't elsewhere. Not everybody does want to, and that's cool, you know, each to their own. But I think... It's going to happen to us all. It's a very natural part of life. Mm -hmm. We celebrate birth and we welcome, you know, we talk lots about birth. And actually death is as, if you think about it, it's, you know, as big, you know, it might not, it's it's not, it's not the same at all. You know, we don't celebrate death, but Mm -hmm. it's a big transition for the person dying and for those around them. And we, most people, I would say, and from the reading and research I've done, kind of push it and shove it under the carpet yeah and that's that might be okay but it might not you know it might mean yeah. that people are really d- need to talk about things and can't or yeah that it, it's giving space to something that many people might be frightened to talk about but but really feel the need to or have experienced people who've experienced different things and it's not just death of people it could be a death of a relationship or an end some you know some significant ending in their life um yeah giving space to that and what John Underwood said which I have experienced myself is that when people start to talk about death it's a very authentic kind of space and the pretense falls away mm. and you have this really rich and interesting real conversation that doesn't happen that often and certainly not after just you know a few minutes of meeting yeah and that's really powerful and I I guess I got a bit addicted to that just that having that real deep fascinating conversation and there's always different topics that come up too which appeals to me I'm Mm. a very curious person yeah and I like that whoever turns up brings the topic so it's never this it's it's you know obviously similar things come up yeah there's always something different some angle something new People have been through so many different experiences. Yeah, of course. So that's that's wonderful to have that, mm. you know, that to spend an hour and a half 
also in that kind of way is never, never, always feels nurturing to me. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. We're having a lot of conversations about death in my house at the moment because my four-year-old is obsessed with it. Um, And I don't think I've ever really talked about it as much or thought about it as much. But, I, I, you know, it does, once you do start getting along that track, you know, you have, when you're talking to a kid, you have to kind of neutralize it somewhat. And I suppose you probably do get to a point of neutralization if you're talking about it consistently and exploring all the various facets of it. Mm. Um, what impact do you think the pandemic is having or has had on the way that people think about death? I think it's, even though it feels like it's been going on forever, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's, we're still in the eye of the storm actually. And mm. um, so it's come up in death cafes a few times in relation to the sorts of funerals people have been forced to have. Yeah. And, um, but not, not as much as you might, I mean, I, I don't know how many I've had now since I don't, it's weird, isn't it? The pandemic, you kind of forget when it began and how long yeah, we've been yeah. through it. Seeing pubs open this week in Connemara, it was just so weird. It was, yeah. <laughs> it made me think, wow, it's been, <laughs> I think it's been over 500 days, hasn't it? Apart I think from that so, break yeah. at Christmas. Yeah. And that kind of really struck, made me really emotional, actually. It's, yeah. it's those things, isn't it? That make, it's a bit like death, you know, when you, people die, you, birthdays and things remind you of how much time's how, passed yeah 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 but I think um I think we're we're going through something really profound and the death of this well we thought we had certainty I suppose I should say about mm. what we were going to do next year or things we were planning and that's been stripped away for now anyway that that fear and I think the climate change impacts we're seeing so regularly at the moment it's compounding it it's yeah. just th things feel very different and I think that's frightening and it's when you if you can get and I'm I'm still in the place of being quite you know frightened of this myself but when you can get to a place of just accepting okay things have changed yeah there is an opportunity probably there to to think about how we to live how you want we want to live yeah we've, we've seen a lot haven't we with people working differently and definitely yeah there have been decisions made I've seen some programs and things where people have made decisions about not waiting to do the, the things they want to do they're going to do yeah. it sooner or people who've moved positive you know I know yeah. people who've moved who've right. said what am yeah. I doing in Dublin like and moved across the country for a completely different that's life that's been interesting hasn't yeah. it I've seen a lot of that in my own friendship groups as well and extended you know people I've, I keep seeing people have changed changed jobs changed yeah moved out of the city yeah so those those they're, they're quite positive things I think but I think this we're going through this this change and it's going to I think I'd expect to see some tr some stuff coming up you know now going into the future yeah. as we process yeah yeah and we get out of this main storm bit of yeah it, all. it seems very likely um Bernie before I let you go where can people find um the Galway Death Cafe or Death Cafes in general so we used to meet in person in a beautiful cafe called the Secret Garden Cafe in the West End of Galway. So, you know, lovely place that offers space for free, um, ask people to buy a coffee or tea or something. Mm. But we're online. So um, there's a Facebook page called Death Cafe Galway or Galway Death Cafe. Can't remember which, but you'll find <laughs> it if you look. And we, I should say we also share, you know, people share resources, books they've read or things they've seen. And I always post them on there. Yeah. Um, and there is an email address, which is deathcafegalway at gmail.com. And you can find me there as well. But Super. but don't, if anyone's thinking about it, I would say, come along. You don't have to speak. You can listen. You can always hang up if you're not loving it. Yeah. But it's a very, always a very friendly, warm, welcoming space. And there is laughter. And we, 
essentially we're talking about life when you accept and acknowledge death you're really talking about life and how we want to live which yeah. is you know that's what it's about I love it thank you so much that's Bernie Fallon founder of the Death Cafe thank in you. Galway thank you so much Thanks, Bernie Louise. have a great one bye Louise McSharry on 2FM